Sense Spaces. G'day invaders and welcome to Sin Spaces and this is, yes, another bloody gaming podcast and this is number five. Oh my god, I can't believe we made it past even two. Um, <laughs> and I'm joined by six awesome guys all from all around the world on the one network which is YouTube. Uh, they all have YouTube channels of various types but there's one thing that unites us all and it is gaming. So really cool that these guys have taken the time to join me. Uh, also, for the first time, you can't hear it now, you guys, but I will be having music running over the top. Oh, that's a little bit too jazzy. We might, yep, ramp it up with something more hardcore. There we go. All right. <laughs> I also want to thank the subscribers. Uh, there's been a big jump in my numbers lately, so that hasn't gone by unnoticed. So a big thank you to all my invaders. Um, and I also want to put a big special mention for Mikey uh, Redfield on Twitter. He has been very vocal in getting those numbers up, so I think that's got something to do with him. But enough about me. I'm going to now uh, throw it over to... We uh, have uh, Ash from 891. Hi. You did that last time. Hi. <laughs> oh, creepy intros are the best. best and uh, we've got uh, Ben from Grumpy Retro Gamers. Love to get joined by Chris one time. That'd be awesome. Yeah, but... I was going to say maybe next time if there will if there will be a next time if uh, you have us back. <laughs> and we've got uh, Chunt, Uncle Chunt. How are you? Yes, I'm fine. The one and only. There's only enough room on this planet for one of me. <laughs> <laughs> We're all chunted out. Okay. <laughs> I have so much fun with that name. <laughs> Good. Everyone should. And we have Conrad from Carbonites Gaming. How are you? I'm great. How is everyone else? Well, I guess you asked that, didn't you? Yeah, well, I was waiting for a response. <laughs> it was delayed. Uh, <laughs> also, is that Mark? Sorry, from Maz Gaming. Mark? Yes, Mark. Hi, how's it going? Yeah, good, good. Uh, yeah, big thank you for that video. Uh, my ego just went... <laughs> <laughs> and I was... Uh, for those who don't know, uh, I won the Small YouTubers uh, Award for 2017 on Maz Gaming's uh, channel. And I was watching that video with my parents in the lounge room and not knowing what was happening with that video. And towards the end, I was thinking, ah, oh, I didn't get a mention. <laughs> and, and yeah, and then the big award came along. Uh, also, we've got the BitVault. Uh, and uh, we've got uh, John there in BitVault. How are you? Doing good. How are you? Not too bad. And uh, uh, John is actually a patron of my channel. So a big special thank you for, Oy, for being on board with that. A little bit of a plug if you want to join. Uh, it's Patreon dot com backslash since spaces had to get it in there anyway so we're gonna throw it gonna throw it over to Maz Gaming uh, all the other guys here have answered the intro questions for the first time when they were on last uh, so we have the three questions oh my god I haven't got them written down the first one is your first gaming console and the first game you played on it that's right. Yeah, so uh, I kind of got two answers for this, technically, because uh, I, so the, the way it kind of worked in my family was whenever one of my cousins kind of got bored with their really old consoles, they, they just chuck it my way for like for like a long time. So nice. I technically had a Commodore 64, but even as a kid, I looked at that as just like an absolute piece of garbage. So <laughs> I apologize now because like, I know people really love, 
<laughs> no, no, but, no, but basically, so I, I was the kind of person who was like sat there watching my cousins play Mega Drives and like, you know, uh, <laughs> Nintendo, you know, and everything else. And that, but they just kind of gave me that. So I was kind of like, oh, thanks. So I did have a Commodore 64 that I didn't really touch. And I kind of regret that now because I appreciate it a lot more now I'm a little bit older and a little bit wiser. Uh, but in, yeah, in reality, it was probably the uh, Super, uh, sorry, the uh, the Sega Mega Drive uh, that was again another hand-me-down when they kind of got bored and started kind of you know pr probably found found girls and decided to forget gaming for a little while. Um, <laughs> yeah, so that was <laughs> yeah, so so that was it for me. Um, and the first game I ever played was actually uh, Sonic Two, which for me cool. is the best Sonic. Jesus, no, I, yeah, Phil, you make me feel bloody old. <laughs> I was working at Sega when that was being launched. <laughs> um, all right, so your favourite game of all time? Wow. Um, yeah, no pressure. Just yeah, one. yeah, no pressure. Just uh, one. Uh, you know what? It's uh, again, it's another Mega Drive game actually, and I'm gonna. It's Shining Force Two. Uh, yes. that game. Uh, um, I knew we'd get a bit of a reaction there from uh, Carbonites, yes. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I, of all the games that I played ever, it's probably the only game that I can I could even though I've completed it fifty times, I could still like put it put it back in tonight and play it right through and not get bored at any point. There's never a bit where I'm like, Oh, I kinda wish that this had hurry up. I really genuinely love that game. It's kinda the nostalgia factor for me. It's one of the probably the only RPG I had on a Mega Drive for a long, long time, so I just played it to death. Loved and, um, I like the music in that one too, the present. Oh, yes, yeah, it's, it's just yeah, yeah. done really well. Um, and what yeah. are you currently playing? What's keeping Maz Gaming occupied besides YouTube? Uh, so, um, I got a, so, I got a Switch a few months ago, and then uh, just to kind of make sure that I can actually play my Switch, I got my girlfriend a Switch as well, just to keep her distracted with the Switch while I play the Switch. <laughs> <laughs> Switch that shit. <laughs> that's that's genius. I think that's sexist. <laughs> no, not at all. You know, well, you know, because we were basically both playing on mic, so it was like you know we can we can uh, you know kind of both kind of do our own thing. Yeah, so she got, got Stardew Valley, and I was totally oh you know you know I'm I'm more into you know the the other games, and then just kind of watched her for a little bit, and now I'm kind of obsessed with Stardew Valley. So, um, <laughs> okay. Yeah, well, cloud plod about, about twenty eight hours into uh, just like planting crops and just smashing stones up. So that probably says a lot about me in the moment. Really. Yeah, how far in the dungeons in that are you? Um, do, do you know what? I'm not. I'm not that far because I, I work like mega long hours, so like, I probably get about an hour and a half every night on it. Like at best, I'm on the switch. So, but uh, so I was like, there was a point where I was way ahead of the misses, and I was like, oh yeah, you know, I'm on like dungeon level twenty, and now she's on like. Dungeon level 500 and just like, just like on your like on your 48 on yeah like the farmer's like nearly dead and his grandkids are taking over it's ridiculous so <laughs> uh, so uh, John at the Bit Vault uh, yeah same questions for yourself uh, given that this is your first time on uh, your very first gaming console and what game did you have for that first uh, my first gaming console that I actually owned was uh, an NES I got it when I was four. Um, for Christmas, and of course we had Mario, Duck Hunt, whatever, but we also got uh, Snake Rattle and Roll and Bubble Bobble. Um, awesome. And Bubble Bobble, I liked. It was cool. Um, yeah. yeah. But my, my sister liked it more than I did. Uh, but same I music in a loop Rattle. over and over again, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that same music. Um, that's one, one tune I've never forgotten, actually. Uh, but yeah, no. Then Snake Rattle and Roll. That was that was the one that I really like. Really weird game. Uh, it was rare in their early days, like rareware, um, like Banjo Kazooie, all those games. 
Um, fun game, though. Isometric platformer on the NES. That was a good one. Uh, what about the fav game of all time? Favorite game of all time? Uh, it's a cliche to answer, but Chrono Trigger. Um, that's the one that I can, I can play over and over and over again. Um, right. I Pretty know good. I, I okay. got that on Virtual Console, so it's on my Wii U, and I did buy it for the uh, purpose of playing it on the channel. Never got around to it, but it is there, because a guy that, when I was first setting up my channel, said, oh, you got to play that game, and I've just <laughs> never got to it. I had owned Secret of Mana, and I just don't know where my copy has gone. Oh, in box, in box, and I don't know where it is, so it will turn up one day. Um, you must find that. You must. No. <laughs> Um, it, it actually, Snatcher is my my biggest game that I've got in my collection as far as being... Oh, hell yeah. That was um, awesome. But Secret of Mana is, I think, up there. Yeah. Um, and what are you currently playing at the moment? I've, I've just eyed off your GameCube and you, you seem pretty Nintendo biased. Uh, I'm Well, that wall is Nintendo biased. Uh, um, <laughs> all the Sega stuff is over that way. Oh, okay. But, uh, no one put Sega in the corner. Come on. <laughs> yeah, it isn't the corner. It's just, um, but no, uh, right now I'm playing. Um, obviously, I, the the Switch is fun and everything. Um, Mario Odyssey, you know, everybody's playing that at the moment. Um, but I think what's occupying most of my time is actually I've just got it right here. Um, is Little Nemo for the NES. I've been speedrunning this, so this has been basically doing this That's over and over and over and over and over again. It's like a 25 minute run. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that's what I'm doing. Cool. No, I'm not, not familiar with that one, so I'll have to double check. Uh, maybe Angry Video Game Nerd's done that one or touched on it. I don't know. I don't well, not yet. It's, a, it's, a, it's a Capcom platformer. Um, okay. If you're familiar with like like uh, Rescue Rangers, DuckTales, that sort of thing, it was that 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 era of. Oh, NES awesome! It's supposed to be really good. I've heard of it. It's fun. A lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, I do need to catch up on the NES uh, catalog because it just wasn't a big thing in Australia at the time. They were, right. Nintendo were getting smashed in Australia actually. So I, I've got myself uh, a super, uh, Famicom Mini and I'm going to bombard that with games and that's going to be how I'm going to experience those titles. So that's going to be cool. Um, well, that's a, that's a coming soon. <laughs> so well, if you want to... Um... A Sega game. I did just pick up a copy of Herzog's Way. That uh, is an awesome play. game. I had um, never played that game before in my life. My brother and I used to smash that uh, for hours on end. Uh, one of the first real-time strategy games that actually worked on um, on console. So I'm going to get to the first topic. So so we've got uh, a bit of an issue lately with three console manufacturers <coughs> all putting out very similar type of content. Uh, what I'm mainly referring to there is the Xbox and the PlayStation platforms being very, very similar. So, with the marketplace being super competitive, is there still room for free players? And if so, which one of these will do a Sega and end up being uh, a publisher and bow out of the console manufacturing um, industry? So, who wants to take first shot at this? <laughs> So for me, it's kind of uh, looking at all three companies. I think Xbox is the one. Obviously, Microsoft's the one that obviously has the money, but as a as a as a brand, is clearly struggling with a lot of things. I think releasing the Xbox One X was clearly just them going, "We are literally out of ideas here. We are just going to give you exactly what you've already got, but just slightly better in the hope that it's going to entice you because everyone's eventually going to get a 4K TV." Like 
completely pointless idea in every respect if you don't have the actual software to put on it. And that's the only reason why I can't say that Xbox is going to become a, a, a basically a, a software publisher because they have no software. So in my head, they're the ones who probably will bow out first, but probably bow out and do nothing, I, I would imagine, because they have nothing to really back it up. Like they may as well just, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not hoping for it because I, I, I think that there, there is room for three. I think there really is. But I think, yeah, my, I mean, they, they, they need to go back to what they were doing with the 360. They need to remember that they're, that they're although they are clearly a massive IT company and they've got other, other, around, other brands and everything, the Xbox brand needs to be just about gaming first. And then all the other nice little flashy bits that, oh yeah, you know, you can play Netflix on it, you can play all the rest of it. That's all nice, but that's not, that shouldn't be what the main focus is, which I feel like they've kind of forgotten that. So now they're just going to throw like slightly better hardware at it and it's just like, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I'd say probably, probably Microsoft, but I, I, I don't think that they'd, that they'd actually hang around if they and do. Again, we don't, we don't like wish that. this is just a hypothetical. Exactly, yeah. 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 But uh, the, see, but I think that I agree with you, it's going to be Microsoft, but I'd say for quite different reasons because they forget they are absolutely killing the PC market. They own PC gaming and they always have done. And it, my personal opinion is I think consoles, maybe exceptional Nintendo, are a little bit pointless. You know, it's diminishing returns time. And I think Microsoft is basically going to say, roll it all into one thing. They're going to probably go towards the direction of having like a Steambox thing, but Microsoft led perhaps is a thing they'd do because they're kind of right. I think they don't care enough about Xbox anyway. So they make tons of money on, on games on Windows, absolutely like crap loads. Um, so yeah, I assume they might end up doing something kind of along those kind of lines, because it's kind of where it's going anyway. Like, I don't think there's any appetite for anyone to have a new console every two years with slightly better graphics. Like, this generation sucks, it's the smallest leap ever. I don't think they should do another another round of it, really. But I think Microsoft kind of know that. I gotta say that the jump from um, Xbox 360, uh, sorry, X, the original Xbox to Xbox 360 was a far bigger jump uh, mm. in performance and and uh, graphics and sound, everything. And also, on top of all that, introducing net, uh, online gaming and achievements and everything, it just introduced way more features. And then the jump from that to Xbox One, uh, it, it really hasn't felt like a, a big step up. Uh, am I the only one that thinks that? Or No, I agree. Same with Sony, though. Yeah. The, the PS3 to the PS4 is, is tiny as well, you know? Right, so we... Um, I, I was thinking uh, you would have chimed in on that, because I know oh. you you love Xbox. Yeah, yeah. I was waiting to just to hear the responses, that's all. Um, and, look, and, I've had the luxury and experience to... Um, play an Xbox One X for a weekend. Um, I got to borrow a mate of mine. He uh, he went away for a weekend. He says, here you go, enjoy. And I signed in, downloaded some of my more graphically intensive games, like Gears 4, and I installed Assassin's Creed Origins on it. And um, look, it, uh, and playing it on a 4K, <coughs> excuse me, 4K HDR TV, it's noticeably difference. Uh, there's a noticeable di difference in um, just the normal standard Xbox. Uh, and even the One S is, has a bit more better clarity on there, but the Xbox One X is like if you if you have to play it for yourself to really understand, that's the problem. Like it's hard in that kind of generational leap mm. from 4K HDR. If you're looking at that on your phone or on your uh, 1080p monitor or something like that, you're not going to appreciate it. But <clears throat> having finally the experience to play one, um, my God, like it's. Uh, I think personally, it's 
worth the, the money um, just for the visual clarity and the fidelity and everything that you get out of it if you have the setup. But that's the problem. Like, that's you the need issue. you got to have the, TV, the 4K you TV. Need the setup. So. Yeah, you have to have that to actually appreciate it. That's, that's where uh, it becomes a bit uh, of a difficult entry point. Um, <clears throat> but that's the thing. Um, yeah, like, <clears throat> excuse me, it is going to be a bit of a niche kind of a thing, but what are you going to do Like, when you want to push your envelope? You, you have to make the jump. you got to do it, and someone has to do it first. And, look, I, I think it's a valid system. I think it, it's a proof of concept that this can happen and they can do it right. I mean, it's a marvellous piece of kit. Like, if you look at it and really appreciate the engineering and the thing, it's, it's amazing and the amount of stuff they've been able to put in that small, tight little space. Um, so, like, there's all that to take into appreciation, which I do. Like, I love... Xbox is my, my jam. Like, I fell in love with it in the original Xbox and it just stuck with it because the titles interest me, the exclusives interest me, and just the um, the support and the Xbox Live. It's just... It's my thing. Um, so, maybe there's a little bias in there, but if I can look at it from a bit of a afar, yeah, I can see why people are like, oh, what's the point? But having personal experience with it for a solid weekend, like, I didn't go out. I just played everything I could on that game while I had it and um, yeah I, I think <clears throat> I think it has a place and I think if that's where we're going I'm all in but as soon as I can justify buying one <laughs> I'll be I'll be picking one up for myself I'll tell you alright so I think uh, the general consensus is that uh, Microsoft have got the crosshairs on them but there is room for free manufacturers to be in the marketplace it's just a matter of Microsoft not goofing up and ending up doing a Sega and ending up becoming publishers, which I'm not even sure if they'll pursue that. If they, if they were, I think they're all, all they, in or all out. Yeah. Or just Windows. Exactly just, Windows. They yeah, they might publish. just say, you know what, we'll use the Xbox brand for Windows-based games and I just hope it doing? doesn't go it's down. It's really basically the same thing, though. Yeah. Uh, I think well, it's interesting. Sorry. Oh, no, go on, go on, sorry. I was just going to say, I think it's interesting. Before we knew what the Switch was, uh, because of the, the poor Wii U uh, sort of turnout, a lot of people were sort of saying, oh, Nintendo are going to go that way. Yeah, there we go. I love the Wii U. Um, Hang on. But a lot of people were saying that they were going <laughs> to go down the, uh, just the, the software publisher route, but then the Switch came along. So I think it just proves that it, we really don't know what could happen down the pipeline. Um, well, I think we that's it with see. Nintendo, though, is if they do two gimmicky consoles in a row and they both don't work, then they'll, yeah. they'll probably be out too. Because they know they can make money hand over fist with their IPs. They just, yeah. they'll probably just do it on their handhelds. They're being that smart, was, though. They're being really smart. Like, yeah, the Switch was, a, was just a massive hit. as an unexpected one, I think. Yeah. But but the Switch has made the term handheld almost become a redundant. Um, I mean, yeah. for example, uh, a lot of these big gaming uh, reporting um, media sites used to have a category, uh, handheld game of the year. The Switch is a handheld, so yeah. how can you make their games compete with you know stuff that's on a mobile phone? So the it's it, the definitions are changing all the time. Um, I think we'll we'll move away from that topic though. I think we're pretty much done and dusted with that. Uh, the next topic, my PlayStation uh, shirt here probably leans towards this next one. Uh, PlayStation Two. Uh, it's now coming up to twenty years. We're getting there uh, of the PlayStation Two being in existence. Uh, just want to discuss what's your mem- most memorable memories uh, and what would you be interested in uh, Sony making a mini what games would you like to see on a mini if they were to do such a thing so who wants oh, to we're feeling up? very old 
Hey, I still remember wanting a Dreamcast. Uh. <laughs> yeah, right, I'll go. Look, um, PS2 for me, uh, I never kind of, I never owned one, right? So my brother, uh, he's a twin, looks nothing like me, thankfully. Um, he had PlayStation stuff that we were kind of like down the line. Yeah. Um, get that out of my face. Um, <laughs> uh, so I was like downstairs playing Xbox, he was upstairs playing PS2. And like we'd kind of share experiences that way, but um, I was always frustrated. My most memory, uh, most memorable memory of the PS2 was like, where are all my Dragon Ball Z games? I want them on Xbox. And like you could play all like Budokai and Tenkaichi and stuff on PlayStation 2, and we're all like having friends over playing that. And I'm like, man, come on, this sucks. I'd like to play it on Xbox, you know, just to be my own thing. Um, and like God of War came out, and I was like, okay, they've got this cool game now. Oh, what the hell? And like, you know, I kind of lived vicariously through my brother and other friends that had PS2. Like, it's kind of like a, a separation experience, I guess, if you want to call it that, with the PS2. Like, I don't have an affinity or nostalgia for the console. Um, but yeah, I think every time I think of PS2, I'm like, oh, Dragon Ball Z, and my frustration of never owning one of those games on Xbox. Any other, anyone here had a PS2? Uh, hands up. Yeah. Yeah, I had one. Yeah, yeah I had one. Yeah, yeah. I have yeah, come on a bit late. And... I currently have five. <laughs> <laughs> Three of them don't work, though. My oh, okay. One for every day of the week. <laughs> yeah, I actually... I don't know if you can see the... No, you can't see the box right there. Uh, I've got a launch day one. I, I waited in line for like eight hours at midnight. Oh, wow. Wow. Well, oh, yeah. I mean, and by I, I mean... I was in like, I don't know, like 8th grade or something, so my mom was with me all night long, and yeah, I mean, I was I was doing chores forever to make up for that one. Um, you are, you, just just on that, you are so lucky to have parents that are in on it with you. My parents, my first console, I had to buy myself. I didn't get a console until I was at least 12, so, you know, to, yeah. to have parents in, in on it and uh, helping you with your habit is <laughs> uh, a big, big bonus you got no idea <laughs> um, so what was your uh, most favorite uh, PlayStation 2 game on on uh, yeah on that system uh, you, you know the, well, the one that I loved uh, is a series that I love nobody else seemed to really like it uh, it was called armored core it's a from software series oh. it's a, a mech yeah, I'm um, cool. I love Armored Core. I love Armored Core. Recognize the title. Um, yeah, we try to get my friends to play it with me, you know, in versus mode or whatever, and they'd be like, dude, this is way too complicated. <laughs> no, we're, we're Was that compatible this. with the big Battalion uh, controller? Oh, no, no, that's no. not Steel Battalion, but I do have Steel Battalion hanging out over there. Oh, Jeez. Um, if you Steel Battalion sucked. Armored Core 4 was fantastic. Yeah, Amicor was great. Absolutely awesome. Every Mac I ever made ended up looking like Optimus Prime. Holy heck. <laughs> now, isn't there um, a limited edition, like there's different colored versions which are super hard to get? Yeah, this is one of the launch ones. Okay, but um, later they released it in another color which was a very, very limited run and they're, they're the ones that everyone's trying to go, go after. That's so right. rad. There's the green button one and the blue button one. Uh, that's a blue button one. And, <laughs> That'd be fun. I know, and, and, and the green button one goes for like twice as much. It's and the other story that I heard, this is from Larry Bundy Jr.'s channel. If you're not subscribed to that channel, what are you doing? Um, <laughs> he, he did a Fact Finders episode 
and uh, it was basically about that controller and people were going out of their way to buy up and try and um, you know scalp them as much as possible and no one was buying them so they ended up with a whole you know warehouse full of these unwanted controllers <laughs> <laughs> so that was one of those, one of those uh, times where the scalpers got screwed over which you know I think we yeah. can all all enjoy that moment <laughs> yes I was expecting a bigger reaction for the PlayStation 2. I, I personally, um, I, I didn't own a PlayStation 2 on launch. I saw it as just a glorified DVD player. I still, uh, I know I'm going to annoy a, a few people out there with that comment, but essentially that's what it was. Um, I think the graphics in, by today's standards are very, I don't know, they're very murky. They, they don't hold up. In, in 2018. Um, yeah, it was the worst like, of the generation. Easy. I would. It's sad to say that um, my first memory of it really is when the DVD format actually came around at the same time. The yeah. PS2 and the DVD format came along pretty much slap bang at the same time. Well, and my first memory of it is buying Jaws on DVD. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, well, I was going to say actually because I, I had a PS2 quite early on. Um, I didn't actually ask for it, but it was a Christmas present. So I was like, oh, okay, that's uh, that's pretty cool. Um, so yeah, like, um, so I was like nice. all about the Dreamcast at, at the time, but I didn't actually own one, but my, my cousin was like 10 doors down, owned one. So I'm just obsessed with the Dreamcast. And I just was given a PS2, I was like, oh, okay. So, but the, the big memories I've got of it are two games, which is Dynasty Warriors 2, which is like, has, there, has everyone played Dynasty Warriors? Are you all familiar? Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 Awesome game, yeah. yeah. Again, an, another one to play to death. Um, and Kingdom Hearts as well was the other big one. Yeah, um, yeah that really good game. I think I think the third one's coming out soon. Uh, Kingdom Hearts, man. I remember my brother playing that. Some of the best music I ever heard in the background. It oh, still yeah. just yeah. sticks with me now. Just I've been yeah. obsessed with the Ratchet and Clank series as well. Which series? Mm. Ratchet and Clank. Oh, I remember yes. being obsessed yeah. with that series. Uh, very, all puzzle solving and yeah, yeah it's great very likable characters uh and yeah. it's a shame that uh well they kind of moved back towards that those uh characters for a long time sony just left them uh sitting abandoned yeah. in a warehouse not doing anything with those characters but uh with the playstation 4 uh there's a lot of nostalgia for those older you know like crash bandicoot and uh and ratchet and plank and jacks jacks yeah jack and dexter yeah, and dexter, yeah jack. that's the one there that, that, yeah I was thinking about that. You're talking about technological advancements. Jack and Daxter was crazy at the time. Yeah. I think it was the first disc-based game that didn't have load times. Mm. Like it would procedurally load things. It's very impressive. So I I just remember that being a huge thing with the PS2. I was personally more interested in the Xbox at the time. And I think uh, what drew me to the Xbox was uh, the fact that it had its own internal hard drive for memory, that, that was a huge... It didn't get used, I'll be honest with you. Um, it's a shame that they... I think they had that technology and they didn't know what to do with it at the time. Uh, and the other thing that drew me to the uh, Xbox was it also had DVD um, capabilities. Although you had to buy a separate infrared controller to trigger that to happen, to work. Which, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Which was annoying. Um, and the other thing that, that I liked about the Xbox over the PlayStation 2 at the time, it just looked better. It, it just had a much, much better clarity to 
the games. If you got the same game on Xbox and compared it to the uh, PlayStation 2 version, the Xbox version always won over. Um, yeah, it's always that. But we can't argue with the sales figures. PlayStation 2 is the biggest selling console of all time. And I can't help but think that that was mostly due to the fact that it came with DVD. Of course. And it was also backwards compatible. And tons yeah, of that, people that, had PlayStations because of Final Fantasy That helped. Yeah. 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 Uh, I think that if the Dreamcast had DVD, we would still be seeing Sega consoles potentially today. That's Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. Um, the next one. I don't know, I've never seen a Dreamcast in my life. You've never seen <laughs> one? Oh, never what? seen one. They did not oh, sell man. here at all. Wow. Nobody oh, cared. Wow. That's part of the reason. They're thing of I think yeah. also because you, you, I, you guys ugh, lost my words there. I think you're onto something with the DVD thing. I know PlayStation mm-hmm. 2 is my first DVD player. I never, I never had one, and I already had a PlayStation. But then I found out I could play my old games on the new system and play DVDs with it. Yeah, I was sold. Yeah, from that and point I mean, of view, it was, it was like two hundred bucks when I bought it in two thousand. So it was, the price point was pretty good too. Uh, so my last last topic. Oh my god, I can't believe we got up to the last one already. I have a cat now. <laughs> <laughs> so just recently, um, is it the health, the World Health Organization, who have um, decided that they're classing gaming as a disorder, as a mental issue? So, <laughs> do we agree? And if that is, uh, and if that is a fact that it is a um, a mental issue, what's the cure? <laughs> so who wants to kick off? You know, it's so weird. Can... I read an article. Oh, sorry, sorry, Ben. Go on, you first. I was going to say. I think we were chatting earlier. I looked up an article relating to this, um, and it, I think they did actually state that it's gaming uh, addiction to be recognised as, as a mental health disorder, rather than just playing games. So they're talking about people who play games to such an extent whereby they would not sort of feed themselves or not worry about their finances going to work. That well, that's understandable. Yeah, so I think to that point, uh, like any addiction, it probably is a disorder of some kind. It does actually affect your day-to-day life and your well-being. Well, you hear but about I people dying. Uh, like, they, they're playing a game yeah, and yeah. they just drop dead because they've, they've forgotten about themselves. Oh, Do you ever watch that documentary uh, seconds again? You ever see that? It was a documentary about people playing um, Second Life and like World of Warcraft and such, but to such an extent yeah. that the choice between eating that month or paying their electricity bill and an internet bill to carry on playing World of Warcraft is crazy. Yeah. Well, that's uh, definitely a problem. About, I think it's um, a, a mother who allowed her baby to starve to death through Tom. playing games and social media, that kind of thing. Wow. So when you get to that point, yeah, yeah. as an addiction, that probably is a disorder of some kind. Definitely. But just playing games definitely no. See, I think it's one of them, isn't it? It's, just like, it's like you say, you know, everything in moderation. Because um, I know that there's yeah. actually been other studies that have said people who are into gaming who are suffering from like depression and things, it can actually really help. You know, cause it just kind of keeps you occupied yeah. and you kind of feel like, you know, you're not on your own, you're doing something. So it can really help, obviously. Yeah. It's like with anything, you know, like if you go way too far left field or right, you know, it's, yeah, just let's try and have a nice middle ground. But it's quite funny, actually, you talk about people who used to play like World of Warcraft and stuff to a ridiculous extent. Uh, one of my friends, Christian, he's going to watch this. And uh, there was kind of a running joke within our social group that we kind of lost him for six months. He got obsessed with World of Warcraft, his house. So like, like, like we, we, we almost like staged interventions regularly where it was like. Well, happy console gamer from uh, Canada. He had uh, an episode based uh, on 
Final Fantasy um, online for the PlayStation 2. And that thing you had to buy a separate uh, hard drive just for this one game. I think it was the only game that took advantage of the hard drive. I might be wrong. Well, one, the only one in the West. And um, he uh, has very, very dark memories about that game because, like you were saying, he was online, he had his guild, he had his thing on there, and he was just about leveling up his character and looting and all the rest of it. And he just became obsessed with that game and nothing else in life. And uh, he said it was it was pathetic. At one stage, he's got the cigarettes next to him, he's got the food there, which is just, you know, binge eat and then play again, like, you know, we're all familiar oh, with that. We all have done that at one stage. Of course. The, the next stage is about to start. Oh, quick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, he, he said it, life just became very miserable. His friends just dropped off the radar. Um, you know, it, it's, it, it is an issue. Um, I wouldn't dare say that it, it's not something that uh, can be looked at and sneezed at, that it does exist. I just uh, think I misread that uh, article that they were uh, tr- <laughs> having their crosshairs on my hobby, that's all. <laughs> I think it is like in, um, in a positive light as well. Like, uh, I, I don't know if you guys subscribe to a channel called Noclip, but um, they, they did a documentary on uh, Grand Theft Auto V, and there's a particular group uh, that get together at least once or twice a year. Like they, they all fly in to meet at this one person's house, um, and they 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 do heists and stuff all throughout the year. And that's like they all join in there either three times a week or something online just to hang out to, with each other. And they're all across America. Um, some people that live on their own, like they don't know anyone, and they just come across this group uh, online, and they eventually get befriended and included in the group and. It's a massive thing, man. Like they, they all hire out like a, a mansion uh, once a year, and they all <laughs> converge with their families and all their kids, and uh, and they all stay in touch throughout the year just through Grand Theft Auto and whatever other games like Destiny or something. So like, there's a lot of there's the flip side of this problem of gaming, uh, where you have this kind of experience where you might get to know someone online, uh, you, you talk to them for you know a couple of years online, then you, you eventually meet them and you become like lifelong friends that way. Like I've got a mate uh, who's going back to the UK soon and he's lived in Australia for five years or seven years and um, we met online and like he's now one of my closest mates like ever. I talk to him every day and and I'm really bummed that he's going back uh, to the UK. So it's, that there's, yeah, there's a lot of negative stuff in gaming but I think that's paramount to more likely just uh, ingrained mental illness with that individual uh, as a whole, not necessarily to blame the actual habit, um, as opposed to the other side where you have a lot of positivity that it can come out of the, uh, the pastime. So, yeah, I mean, that article, I did read a few of them. And um, yeah, the, unfortunately, a lot of these articles and media outlets are still run by the, the kind of the older generation that don't quite understand it. So they like to kind of, you know, skew the uh, perspective. Well, well that's uh, something that's crazy. Okay. Like, um, yeah. Sorry, like, I think. yeah, they, so that, like this is the thing that people forget as well when these things come up in the news. Like, similar conversations are being had in the seventies when Atari came out, and it's like my kid doesn't go outside anymore; he just sits in my house and plays Atari all day. And it's not a case of it's the Atari's fault; it's the case of this kid has some predisposition to being one heavily introverted, and also they might have some social problems anyway. Um, obviously, the Atari doesn't help, but what are you going to do? You're going to ban video games? I mean, I think it's just, well, just a case of it's an easy, easy scapegoat, I think, you know? 
parenting comes into it a little bit. It has to be done there as well. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Um, I've seen some. Uh, I've seen some terrible parents over the years and uh, they let their kids just run amok and uh, I've got one really classic story where uh, these kids down the road they got an uh, an Amstrad CPC was it called the, the um, uh, Amstrad the, CPC yeah that's that's yeah. the one they got one of them oh, each and I was one there. of the people in the world who actually got one of those <laughs> <laughs> I was jealous as heck like it, I didn't know much about that system but it was a computer I didn't care and I, I didn't have a computer at that time. And um, the, the the kid, he smashed both his and his sisters uh, in tantrums. Because that, that, mm. that was a family that was off the rails. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, I was going to also mention that, um, you know, I don't think gaming, uh, like, there are different aspects to gaming as far as uh, health issues and mental health and whatnot. I don't think it's gaming's fault. I think that gaming is just the, the tool that gets used to, um, you know, uh, outlet it or, or project their problems. Um, I don't think gaming's an issue though, because if you look at uh, the world's biggest gaming collector, which is The Last Gamer, he's actually a guy from Melbourne, uh, Joel. If, he, if this gaming was a disease, he'd be the world's biggest lunatic. And he's actually, he, he does have a compulsive disorder, I think, where he sets everything up in, in certain orders. I've watched him setting up his room, uh, and if a certain game is not in place, he'll, he'll change it while recording, which is kind of funny to watch. Um, but he seems like a pretty switched on, down-to-earth guy. Uh, and for a guy that has this massive Guinness Book record-endorsed uh, collection, uh, you'd think he'd be uh, a little bit, but he's actually very uh, switched on. He built the house that the collection is in himself, so he's got a lot going on in that guy's life. If you haven't watched that uh, channel, you you really should get a look at uh, the Last Gamer. Um, yeah, I, I'd second that. He, he's lived a very interesting life. If you watch his videos, it's like holy crap, man! He's he's done it all as far as gaming is concerned, like throughout the whole history. It's it's very. Very interesting stuff on that channel, and was, yeah, I watch, I watch he all these. Sued stuff. by Nintendo at one stage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, poor guy. Why was he sued? He for uh, grey importing. So he was importing games that weren't being officially released by Mattel because Mattel <laughs> was such a dud company when it came to distributing Super Nintendo. Our Super Nintendo's yes, in Australia have Mattel logos on them. They, they were the distributors of the uh, Super Nintendo products at the time. And thanks to Mattel, I would have to import uh, Street Fighter 2s. Every version that I've got have been from imported overseas. And I was paying up to $160 back then for each one of my Super Street Fighter or Street Fighter 2, Super Street Fighter 2, Hyper Street Fighter 2, Street Food, Street Fighter 2, the babies, uh, Street Fighter 2, Mania. Like <laughs> they were just re-releasing the same game over and over again. And I, here I was shelling out. Give me, give me. <laughs> but it was all like, thanks to Mattel. It was like the second biggest game on Nintendo, wasn't it? On the Super Nintendo. After oh, Mario was pretty much it was, one, wasn't it? It was uh, huge. But back to the point, um, yeah, he got, uh, he was sued, but um, he uh, won that case where he was grey importing uh, games that weren't being officially released here, which there was a lot of companies doing it at the time because uh, gamers were were very annoyed that they couldn't get the games that they were seeing advertised in Meme Machines and EGM at the time. Um, anyone else want to chime in with the 
that last topic. Anything else to say? Uh, I've got one little adage add- on that. We grew up, uh, someone mentioned during our conversation that we grew up with our parents saying, get out of the house like you're playing games too much. But now the, those same parents are older and they've been introduced to Netflix and now they sit there and binge those shows <laughs> for hours and hours and hours and on end. Um, and like, it's not just the older generation either. Like it's us young generation as well that are also binge watching these shows and that they're formulated and created that way. They're made to be binged, but um, it's, and you're right, gaming is still uh, shoehorned into this problem where it's it's a society problem and it's a mental illness problem because you're not doing anything um, for hours on end, but you are, like you, you, your mind is constantly active and you're creating and learning and depending on the, the games you're playing, of course, and experiencing new things, but those same people that are complaining and writing these articles and um, features and stuff, they'll go home that evening and they'll binge like four episodes of the, the next, you know, whatever, Game of Thrones or Black Stranger, Mirror or something Stranger like that. Things, that's an awesome Yeah, Stranger thing. Things, you know, and it's, it's a societal thing now. Like, we're all guilty of it. I just, I don't understand and I don't agree why gaming is a shoe on it um, still today where Netflix is a bigger problem than gaming is now, I feel. Well, uh, so I think it's just the understanding thing again. Somebody mentioned it before, I'm sorry I can't remember who, but uh, I think that's what it is. It's just that the people who <coughs> try to make these decisions and everything, they just don't, they just don't understand the, like what gaming is. Like if you try to, if I tried to explain why I game to my grandma, I couldn't, she'd never get it. You know what I mean? Like it just yeah. wouldn't have happened. Well, we, we had the same thing what... when, um, in the 90s in the UK, certainly when Mortal Kombat was released, uh, there was a <laughs> massive, massive upset about that. Um, video games were just vilified. They were just this, they, you know, just this underground sort of thing that, that all these deviants did, and it wasn't a mainstream thing at all. When Mortal Kombat came, came about, people were trying to ban it and all that, all that kinds of things. So I think it's, it's we're having the same sort of thing happening again, maybe. Mm-hmm. Thing, I think it's just uh, it's just society in general. Like you know, if, if there's anything which can be just winched about a little bit, like someone will happily oblige and just kind of. You know, go rogue. Even Jet Set Radio. Uh, you know, uh, even that. Like, there was a, a place in America that tried to ban Jet Set Radio because apparently it was going to encourage graffiti. It's like, and also that happened before the game came out, so they hadn't even played it. They had no idea what the context was. Mm. But uh, you know, all these young kids are going to play this game, and then just someone starts spray painting my dog. Just just how it works. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it works. Yeah, uh, uh, Slope's Game Room actually just did a documentary on that. It was really really good. Oh, Slopes Game Room, yeah, I, I've watched that documentary and uh, he, he does such a cool job. One day I'd love to get to that level of editing myself, but um, yeah, I've watched those series and they're pretty cool. But I, I was going to um, mention back on the Mortal Kombat, uh, just moments ago on Twitter someone was talking about Mortal Kombat and how uh, big it was in the arcades, and they were asking um, what was your favourite Mortal Kombat moment. Uh, for me, Mortal Kombat 1, I... The, the hype behind that game was just yes. stupendous. It was. Um, I I, was, I remember going down the time zone in George Street here in Sydney and seeing rows of guys five deep around one guy because he knew how to do fatalities for Sub Zero, yeah. pull rip, rip <laughs> necks out and stuff like that. And there was a huge cheer every time someone pulled off a fatality and everyone would clap. And when was the last time you saw something like that in a game? Like. Uh, it's just a, an era. Yeah. We knew at the time we were seeing something special. Yes, head's been ripped off is very special. 
But um, we, we knew we were seeing something very special. And at, and at the same time, there was a row of Street Fighter 2 machines. Yeah. You know, like the whole wall was littered, like 10, 10 machines in a row of nothing but the same game. I remember looking at it thinking, what's going on, man? This is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's uh, an awkward silence. Eh? I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> no, I, no I, I miss those days. Like, uh, yeah. I, was, I thought someone would interject in there, but yeah, I miss those days, man. Like, and you're right. Something special about that that time period it's like another world now it's like when you go watch black and white films it feels like it's from somewhere else like some ethereal magical place like i don't think we'll ever have that again i mean yeah we've got this esports stuff happening and you know uh, arenas being sold out for, for games and stuff like that but it's just you know that's a oh, that's a whole nother level but yeah i mean those little moments where before the internet before anything like that where you'd be like oh how did you do that or how'd you figure that out oh i read it in a magazine like oh and you never saw it unless you knew a friend that knew I how to do it. I called the Sega hotline. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> well, that's the. I was actually talking to um, somebody on Twitter about that today. When when we were uh, when we were kids, like Mortal Kombat would be out, and nobody had the internet. So like, if you were like the guy that had like the Nintendo Power or like the EG or whatever the magazine is, yeah, they told you how to do that stuff, dude. You were the you were the popular kid on the playground that day. Yeah, you could tell everybody else how to do all the fatalities and whatever. It was that currency. It was currency on the playground. Unfortunately, the currency in my in my era, because no no one was big in the gaming in my my generation. Uh, if you had the stash of uh, Playboys or something, that was the currency. You know? yeah. <laughs> there was always a kid at school who said he had the cheat code book with the cheat in to make Lara Croft take her clothes off in uh, Tomb oh, Raider. Oh, yes, and that guy. He was like, he could ask for anything. He's like. I might give you the cheat. Bring me your lunch. I'll have that. <laughs> <laughs> and he got lunch that day, I bet. He <laughs> got lunch every day. Every single and he day. knew it because his uncle worked at Nintendo. <laughs> yeah, exactly. His uncle's friend's dog. Yeah. <laughs> the hustle was real. All right. Well, um, wow. I can't believe we have gone uh, so far into this uh, podcast. I think it's time to wrap things up. Uh, Ash, what's your next video? What have you got coming up uh, next on 891? Is it 891 the numbers or do I have to write out the words 891? It can be whatever you want it to be. <laughs> you, Brian. As long as you're talking about it. Okay. <laughs> As long as using numbers. Um, so I'm working on some long form videos. I just got an Amiga recently. Um, that's 500? getting fixed at the moment. Sorry? Uh, 500 Amiga? 500, yeah. And I got, hang on. Whoa. This is one of five boxes oh. for the floppy disks. So now for kids at home, floppy disks? No, we won't go into that. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm doing a whole thing on Amiga games. I'm floppy disks, by the Pronounced discs. <laughs> Floppy discs everywhere. Floppy discs. <laughs> uh, I'm also playing a load of N64 games at the moment, so I bought an N64 uh, as well. Um, I always hated the N64 with a passion, and I'm trying to change my own mind about it and think, is yeah, it actually I can rubbish? I totally relate. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, I know. We've talked about it, haven't we? But um, yes, yeah, so I bought an N64, and I'm playing a load of games and trying to sort of do a, a system review thing, but from the angle of someone who hates it. <laughs> he doesn't want to necessarily hate it. So that's okay. probably... <laughs> no, that's an interesting thing. series. Yeah, that's uh, a good way to get it. Yeah. Uh, Grumpy Retro Gamers, what about yourself? I watched your video, uh, your channel update, and uh, a big special thank you to Chris to get a, to get a compliment from that guy, because I know he's, his standards are weirdly 
all over the place, but they're high. <laughs> so to get a yeah. special mention from him, I, I really did like uh, hearing that. But um, what, what's your next uh, video do you think you've got coming up on the channel? Uh, next video, we're hoping for it to be another music video. Um, not not a review, not a rap review as such, but it, we're hoping for it to be another music video relating to um, relating to re retro gaming. Don't really want to give much away, but no, that, no, that's, we're hoping no, that's be the next one. Are we going to hear you sing? <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> I might uh, actually be in it this time. Okay, uh, yeah, cause, yeah, that's right, because it was just, um, yeah, Chris before. Yeah. And so, I, fingers crossed, that should be the next video. Okay. And Uncle Chant, what have you got coming up on your continuing struggles of Chant? <laughs> hey, man. Every day is a struggle. Chant, Chant. <laughs> probably end up uh, I've, I've got a few parcels coming and I'm probably going to do like a game of pickups I've got three or four parcels sitting here on my table and I haven't opened yet so I don't know what they are so I want to wait until I've got a handful and um, I'll just do a game of pickups video and um, I've got two on my uh, computer at the moment I've edited ready to upload but um, I like to kind of be a bit more spontaneous so I don't like to kind of like, I know what they are but I don't want to be like next is that next to that like it's kind of like uh it'll, i'll upload what i feel like like i have a back catalog of at least three or four videos every time the last week i've just been recording stuff so if i'm like well i want to put that up i'll just put it up so i don't really know what my next one i'll be uploading is but if i knew if i had to tell you it's going to be the one with game pickups with um, a couple of these there's a couple just sitting here so we'll see all right and carbon knights gaming Oh, we got all kinds of stuff coming up, you know, Lewis. <laughs> Six uh, videos a week, boys and girls. <laughs> yeah, I'm editing all of them right now. And you finished or wrapped up your Red Dead Redemption uh, series. Red Dead is... Talk to Torch, and we're going to go back. We missed those two, um, we missed those two missions. Ah. I'm going to go back. I'm playing through it again just because I really like the game. And when you play with Torch, you don't see it the way you normally see a game. <laughs> So I'm going to go back and I'm going to do those missions and we'll add those in whenever I get them done, but that's probably not going to be soon. And then we just started X-Men Legends on the PS2 and TMNT on the PS2. And then we, I still have Stardew Valley and Hitman is about to end up. And I can't, I, I wasn't going to mention this one for after Hitman sometime. I'm not sure exactly when, but Chunt actually mentioned it and it's so out of the blue. I can't believe he mentioned it. We actually played... Uh, Dong vs. Torch and myself got together and we played Dragon Ball Z Budokai Tenkaichi. Yeah. Never, never touched that game before. Dong was like, oh, let's play that. And so we threw it on and I, I can't believe you mentioned it. That's so funny. <laughs> Tenkaichi 2 and 3 are awesome, man. Well, this is just the original. Yeah. Oh, man, that started it all. I mean, that game, Tenkaichi 1, is the reason why we're getting Xenoverse uh, and Xenoverse 2 still in that gameplay style. Like, um, it's rough on the first one, but by the third one, they kind of really nailed it, and then they just continued on. It's really, really good. Yeah, it was different for sure. I really enjoyed it, though. It was a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. And Maz Gaming, uh, I saw your last video. Uh, I'm drawing a blank here, but uh, what? anyway, what have you got coming up on uh, Maz Gaming? Um, so I'm similar to, uh, to Trump, you know, when he said he's got so many kind of things on the go all at once, so kind of spinning plates at the moment. I've got probably five or six different things that are kind of happening-ish, just trying to get times right for things. Uh, but I just picked up, um, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure that anyone's actually played this, but has anyone ever played The Immortal on the Mega Drive? Uh, <laughs> yeah. 
I'm only One laughing weird... because I'm only laughing because uh, that was a game that when we were in the Sega Hotline, everyone stopped answering phones and went to the TV. We had a little 30 centimeter TV. And just to watch the, I guess you could call them fatalities, that wasn't even a term at the time. And just yeah. seeing bodies split in half and whatever, we were just cracking up laughing and we just couldn't get enough of that game. So, yeah, great memories of uh, The Immortal. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a game that I remember as a kid, I kind of I got it. And it's one of the first games where I kind of, literally, you can die within about 30 seconds, you're just over. It's like, what, what, what is this? So like, I'm determined to try it again as an adult and just, like, I was just, you know, like, I was just rubbish as a kid or not. Uh, and we've also got a uh, horror gaming special as well coming up shortly, so that's that, that'll be quite interesting. Too. <laughs> and last off, the Bitfault. What have you got coming up? Uh, I got um, just a couple of things. It's uh, one thing I'm trying new for the new year. I figured New Year do a new type of video. I've been sitting on a while for a excuse me. I've been sitting on a um, kind of game theory type of video for a while that I've kind of been working on on the side a little bit, but just kind of. Here and there, and I decided to finally go ahead and do it. It's a, a, a theory about how Kirby is actually the bad guy of the whole series. Did, I think you tweeted <laughs> something about that, didn't you? Um, yes, I probably tweeted about it like six months ago, because I, I go to it and I'm like, oh, this is really good. And then I work on it for like two hours. I'm like, oh, this sucks. There's so much other better stuff out there. And then I've, but I've kind of chipped away at it at, to, at this point to where I feel like it's actually pretty strong. So that's, that's the one I'm really excited about. Um, so that should actually be here in the next couple of days, actually. And then uh, the other one, I'm re, uh, I'm doing a custom on a Super Nintendo right now. So actually, I've got the motherboard pulled out right here. Um, oh wow! It's naked. But, uh, Get some clothes on that Super on Nintendo. That <laughs> so um, kind of go just doing a uh, kind of a pseudo how-to, just kind of saying, all right, look, this is the process I go to. This is the stuff not to do. This is the stuff I learned. Uh, doing an NES that I did a few a few months ago, um, you know that sort of thing. So those are, so the, those are the two big ones. You know, pick up videos and stuff too. But okay, well, for since Spacey's, uh, my next video is going to be Kid Chameleon. Uh, I'm finally going to get game. a push right. on the Mega Drive series. I'm only halfway <laughs> through it. It's taking ages, um, and I, I did go into a bit of a slump with videos over the. Uh, December break because my parents were down and uh, a lot of family stuff going on at the time so it's always hard to get time to film when that's all going on but uh, with January I should get that out of the way I'll get finally a start on the gaming since Spacey series I've been wanting to do that for ages 1978 a look at 1978 games that will be a very quick video I think um, <laughs> so that's gonna be coming up on my channel um, but other than that, uh, I just want to thank every one of you guys. Uh, that was uh, a rather good little discussion. And uh, again, nothing too deep and meaningful, although we did kind of edge on that with the health issues, I think. Uh, that was the most serious the podcast has ever gotten. <laughs> I'll try not to let that ever happen again. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. No, it's all right. So, all right. Um, I told you conversation's healthy, man. Yeah, well, I think true, games true. the devil. Got to try something for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, yeah. So if you haven't already done so, subscribe to all these beautiful people here, and uh, don't forget to leave comments. And also, throughout the uh, video, there will be music playing. If you know, if you recognise any of those tracks, leave a comment as, as to what you think the tracks are, and I'll see if you're right or wrong. <laughs> anyway. My name has been Brian and I've been gaming since Spaces. Thanks guys.
since spaces.